Sorry, I'm nearly done. <laughs> oh, sorry, you always, I've had the amount of times on this podcast before, I'm nearly done. <laughs> I'm going to shove more crisps into my mouth. Should I put the bags away, girls? A is for anything, B for baby blue, C is classy, clams and clogs, D for doggy doos, T is easy, F for flange, E for gammon, H for ham, I for idiot, you're an idiot, I'm an idiot, K is kooky, L for lads, lager ladies, lads, 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 M for mummy, N for knock knock, who's there, P, P, who, here come, Q, R, S, T, U for ugly, V for Venus, W for W, X is hard to comprehend, why can't I just reach the end, Z for zebra, zinc and zany, spaglioni, zip, Zucchini, zoom and zoom and zippin' into the alphabet is really cool. A is for, A is for, A is for, A is for, A is for. Well, we've had a bit of a time of it in the corner shop where we buy our crisps and our beers. Yeah, we have. Yeah. It was chaos in there. Lots of people just standing, clutching chockey bars and not moving. Yeah, they they, they shut the store. I find it very in. peculiar shop. that it, just before 7pm on a Friday night, so many people needed to buy chocolate bars. Yeah, but they were kids. And a lot of adults. True. What? Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jelly just threw up. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, Friday night. I mean, are they going to the theatre? Or are they going to Winter Wonderland? Because oh, maybe. the Christmas season is upon us. Why would they be here if they're going to Winter Wonderland? Well, central London. Where is it again, Winter Wonderland? Hyde Park. Oh, yeah. That feels really far away from here. Mm. I mean, it is and it isn't, isn't it? <laughs> you know, zone one. I, I have been to, I've been to Hyde Park, I think, once. Well, I know you've been lifetime. to Winter Wonderland because you've been on the... Mm. Roller coaster with me. With Munchen the Lupin. Biggest loops? No, now, I actually did look this up. Oh, yeah, what was it? It was, it's the biggest, loopiest, portable roller coaster. Ah, That's so we were right. Record. We were right. But it's absolutely not the loopiest or biggest yeah. in the world. But... Portable, yes. And maybe so just you in put Europe. Any record in <laughs> oh, terms yeah. of portable, it really dampens it. What about <laughs> lose? Well, I'm just trying to think of it. Like the biggest or phones. The biggest yeah. Yeah. building that is also portable. You'd be surprised. Have you seen the shard? It's not portable, my friend. Oh, okay. Hey come back to me when you tell you been... what was portable. What? The Eiffel Tower. Yeah, because it took it took it. Took it to America. <laughs> no, <laughs> from the wrong way round. Oh, I are you can't. talking about the um, oh, Statue of Liberty? <laughs> no, I got that wrong. <laughs> I think it was just a reverse of the conversation yeah. that we had on the other episode. <laughs> didn't it turn out that wasn't even true? No, no, it is true. I just it got is it. True. Didn't I get it. The you French... said that, I, that um, uh, America. Oh, I said the Americans stole the idea, but actually they the French... stole the Statue of Liberty. But they, the French gave it to them as a gift. Right. You know where else was portable? Was the Crystal Palace, which I can't remember oh, where it originally was. I think I want to say it was in Hyde Park, but maybe wasn't. But they moved that to Crystal Palace before it burnt down. One thing that hasn't been burnt down, yeah, is the UGG boot. Oh, <laughs> well, some probably have. Yeah, probably some have. But I didn't know how else to introduce the fact that I'm talking about UGG boots yep, today, yep, yep. and I really. Wanted to put them on the table. Well, you should keep them on your feet. <laughs> Never put new shoes on the table. Anyway, Ugg boots. Ugg boots. Yeah, because this week is you, and um. I really wanted to tell you <laughs> about Ugg boots. 
do either of you, before I steam on with this topic, happen to own a pair of Ugg boots? No, I'm proud to say, or not proud to say, that I have never in my life owned a pair of Ugg boots. I'm quite shocked to hear you say that. I know you are. I, yeah. I really strongly have a picture of you. I know. As your, what you've described as most sexually erudite self, circa the age of 12. Yeah. Yeah. Stomping around in a pair of Ugg boots. Yeah, I never had them. My older brother had them. Very interesting. But never me. Okay. Marika Hackman. Um, I got given some once, but oh, I... Oh, yeah, given. Passed them straight on to my mother. But now I'm thinking, I think I might have had a knockoff Ugg boot. I had a knockoff. I, something is being stirred in my memory core of a kind of little soft hairy boot <laughs> <laughs> a former life perhaps yes yes just maybe it was baby blue oh a baby the blue ugg boot no now that would have been very very trendy in the early 2000s i just have a feeling a baby blue but it wasn't an, it wasn't an ugg boot it wasn't an ugg boot <laughs> It was an ugly boot. <laughs> an ugly boot. I think you mean. Ugly boot. Yeah. yeah. I Also, this could be completely just fabricated in my brain. I'm going to ask my mum. We can confirm it on next week's episode. Oh, that's very funny. So I also had a knockoff pair. I will, I'll take you through the kind of a brief timeline of the UG. But when they had their first major global peak... I no longer know if I'm proud or not proud of this, but I got a knockoff. But I, I think what I want to do is tell you... <laughs> what I want to do is tell you just the background to Uggs. Because okay. I actually... Looking into this topic has has taken me places that I didn't expect to go. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. And I went from a position of judgment, mm. derision, I'm going to say snobbery, to a place where, yes, at 7am this morning, I found myself scrolling the UGG website thinking, do I want a pair? You know oh. what? Even as you're saying it, I'm thinking, could be quite cosy. Could be quite mm. cosy. So let me, before we discuss any of that, I'm just going to take you through the history of the UGG. You probably know that they come from Australia for a long time. I didn't know that. Well, the brand was called Ugg Australia or Ugg of Australia. So you would have seen it if you'd looked, but you didn't have a pair. Mm. But if you'd sort of got down on the ground and sniffed any of your friends' feet in the early 2000s, you might have noticed that it said Ugg Australia on the label, which no longer is the case because it's an American-owned company and there's been loads of legal disputes and Australia had to be taken out of the trademarked taken out. name of <laughs> the American brand. Can I just say, funny that such a chilly boot would come from such a warm country. <laughs> well, let me tell you why. Okay. So, <laughs> they potentially date back to the 20s in oh, Australia. 19? 1920. Yeah, no, the <laughs> 1620s. Or 2020s. Ancient. Mesopotamian Ugg boots. And also, for any listeners who may not know what an Ugg boot is, welcome. Thank you for listening. And um, it's sort of a sheepskin log for your foot. (laughs) (laughs) The goat's log. Um, That you slip your foot into a slippery boot. Ooh, that's horrible. I would have have described it if I may be so bold. 
as just like a furry, nice, com- cosy slipper boot. Sounds like you want a pair of ugly boots. <laughs> yeah, you are. Have you just called them ugly boots? Someone is tip, tip, turning around. No, but I don't think describing them as a slippery boot. <laughs> when I say slippery, I meant Slip- like a slipper, not a slippery, oh, I'm so slimy sorry. boot. I'm so sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, slipperish. Yeah, yeah. slipperish. That was my problem. Slipper like. My bad. I'm sorry. About no, no, that. it was my bad for correcting you. <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Actually, you know what? They've got no bloody grip. Sorry, yes. carry on. <laughs> but apparently, that's something they've taken on board recently, and they are working on their wow. a grippier bottom. Mm. Um, are we all? I can pick up a pencil uh, with your bottom. <laughs> Wait, you wish you could, or you can. I probably could. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> I'm not going to have that argument. <laughs> I'm not going to get into this. Okay. <laughs> you could not pick up Don't a pencil. Try and challenge, you're trying to set me a challenge, which means I have to do it. Yeah, but you still haven't accepted the main challenge that we've been fighting about for over a decade. Yeah, because I don't want to throw up. Okay. What? What's that? What's that? Hang on. <laughs> In short, we were on a uh, shuttle bus at the airport <laughs> and the upholstery on this shuttle bus looked, we commented to one another, like... The design was almost like strings of cocktail sausages we wending their way all over the oh, chair. this is ringing bells, actually. And Marika said, I could eat a whole chair's worth <laughs> of cocktail sausages. <laughs> and I said... I stand by it. No, you couldn't. You said nothing about being sick. And she still thinks she could eat a whole chair's worth, and I strongly feel that she couldn't. I think you probably could. Thank you. You didn't cocktail see sauce- the chair. I, I could eat 100 cocktail sausages. I th- I, cocktail sausages is- are very small. Yeah, but 100 cocktail sausages yeah. is probably something like 20 actual sausages. Yeah, but they're cocktail sausages, so it's different. And if you lined them up in groups <laughs> Terrible of 10... Terrible logic. It's only 10 groups of 10. I say it would maybe oh, be like an 86. Oh, we've got to do it on the pod. <laughs> oh, God. S is for sausages. Okay, so some people say that they date back to the 1920s in Australia and that they were worn by sheep shearers. The logic for this strikes me as odd because what I read said that they were worn by sheep shearers because they were the only footwear that wasn't damaged by the lanolin. But Ugg boots are very easily stained and scuffed. Yeah. I'm thinking they'd be one of the more susceptible items of footwear to but damage. Aren't they themselves? And aren't they? Exactly. They are the source. <laughs> What's lan- Horrible lanolin? Lanolin's the kind of fatty substance that comes out of sheep's wool. It's what keeps it waterproof, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. feel like it'd be a bit horrible if you were a sheep looking at the person shaving you's feet and they were wearing your friend's <laughs> skin. Oh, my God. Turned yeah. inside out. I think the whole process of being a sheep and any kind of farm isn't that much fun. True. Yeah. But if you're just for wool. I think that the footwear of the shearer is kind of the least of your troubles. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Point taken. Yeah. I must continue. We yeah. haven't got enough time to go into that. But um, so that's what they say. But what they're more known for, Ugg boots, is that um, they became a thing in the 60s and 70s in surfing communities in Australia. Yes, good point, Jelly. Australia's a warm climate. Thank you. Why would such a warm and cosy slipperish boot be <laughs> <laughs> the footwear of choice in such a hot country? Because when you've been surfing, even if you're in a hot country, you get very cold. And if you put your 
bare feet into a pair of Uggs when you're straight out of the ocean, your feet will be nice and toasty. Straight out of the ocean. Straight out of the ocean. Put your feet in those Ugg boots and you're going to be toasty and warm. And then... In 1978, this Australian man called Brian Smith, who was living in California... That sounds made up. It's not... (laughs) It's as real as anything. Brian Smith, Australian living in California, he was looking for some kind of business to bring to California. Oh. And he noticed in a local surf magazine some Ugg boots for sale. And he thought, this is perfect. I can bring something from my country to California. So he started buying up a few pairs. They were originally from a company called Country Leathers or something. And he realised that made it sound a little bit too rural and kind of farmy. So he trademarked the name Ugg. The origins of the name name Mug, Ugg, are disputed. And what he trademarked was... U-G-G, all in capitals. Yeah. But Ugg boots is also a generic term for a sheepskin boot. So there are about 70 trademarks in Australia and New Zealand which feature the word Ugg in their oh, name. Really? But in America, he's got the monopoly on it. And like the rest of the world. So, Do you know where Ugg in its traditional form came from? Again, disputed but one story jelly already put the finger on the asshole with this one <laughs> no yeah uh in 1958 there was one guy making them in australia and he claims all these different people claim it came from them but this guy says his wife called them ugly boots <gasps> oh and that that's why they're called ugly boots but there you go so yeah brian smith makes them really popular in california with surfers and then that latches on with kind of snowboarders it sort of hops into different patches and pockets with slight niches but they become cool and then kids start asking for them they become fairly popular in america the real the big moment when they first get a bit of glamour around them is a photograph of Pamela Anderson in her red swimsuit on the set of Baywatch between takes. And that was when they kind of blew up in America. And then it was in the 2000 that they became globally very popular. It kicked off with Oprah Winfrey featuring them on her, I think she does an annual Christmas wish list, gift list. And then you get your Paris Hiltons, mm-hmm. your Beyonce Knowles, yeah. your Kate Mosses. Beyonce Knowles in Ugg boots. Oh, you should see it. Oh, I don't want to. You'll, you'll, you'll like it. I, one minute ago, you were saying you wanted a pair of these. <laughs> well, I know, but I just... Come on. So, it's the early 2000s. People like Paris Hilton, Beyonce and Gina Miller are wearing Ugg boots or knockoffs. <laughs> the politician. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pairing them with other shit things like juicy couture tracksuits and very very low rise um, jeans Jeans. oh I hated those I'm sure you remember vividly this time and the the image of kind of scuffed Ugg boots sort of rain watery at the edges grey 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 I don't feel like I've seen the Uggs return though oh well they have okay they very much returned what I thought when I started this I thought they had returned in the past two years because you do now see they appear on on real fashionistas Bella Hadid for example good lord um, 
who else? Gigi Hadid. Um, <laughs> She's just borrowing Yolanda fellas. Hadid. <laughs> yeah. um, who else? Oh, I don't know. Um, Kendall Jenner. Rihanna. Oh, Try okay. Rihanna. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I didn't realise they never went away. Yes, they did. they did. They did and they didn't. I don't even believe they've come back. I no, haven't they seen are, a sniff have, of an Ugg boot. Me neither. Guys. Sure, the fashionistas might be wearing them, but I ain't seeing them on the high street. Yeah, no, no normal people trust aren't wearing me. them. Trust me, now that we have discussed this, you're going to go back out into the world and you're not going to stop seeing Ugg boots. They are well, everywhere. Well, if Jelly buys some, then yeah. <laughs> Why? Because you see me so much? Yeah. <laughs> Making your way downtown. You I won't really... catch me in an Ugg boot because of the grip. Yeah, you've got I'll, bad knees. I'll be, I'll be over in a second. <laughs> Honestly, I pick my shoes. I'm not joking. Face planting in a pair of Uggs. It would happen. Social suicide. Exactly. And maybe. I and really maybe enjoyed real. suicide. The um, Helen Frame. Slipperish. Girlies. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Helen Frame, <laughs> Vice President of Footwear Design at UGG. I just love how she describes UGG boots because I couldn't feel more different. I couldn't feel more different to, to <laughs> how she feels about them. She goes, you know, they're perceived to be really weird at first. The shape is out of the ordinary. But when you start to connect with it, it sneaks up on you. People realised it's beautiful and bold. Oh, it's neither of those things. No. I know you can definitely not creep in Ugg boots. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kelly, I want you to know that they have a few more options now okay. with the sort of soles, a few more. Have they got any with a heel? Oh, yeah, the platform. That's one of the most popular. So, Gigi... Oh. <laughs> no, Bella Hadid, she really rocked the internet with this uh, Luke on the streets of New York City, I think two years ago now. I'm, I need to see it. It's actually, I can't deny, she looks kind of great. So she's wearing a sort of sports jacket, okay. maybe a black t-shirt. Uh-huh. She's wearing a pair of men's Y fronts, bare legs, <laughs> and then a little platform Ugg boot. You're not selling that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That sounds like Wallace and Gromit's Hang machine's gone wrong. Yeah, it's dressed. But she looks good. Yeah, but it's... that's because she looks good. Yes. Not because of the clothes she's wearing. You know what? She does not look awful. No, because she's she looks good. She's got fantastic legs. And, yeah, um... but that's a very silly outfit. Oh, it is very yeah, silly. But I don't mind them, actually. The I think we're going to get free Uggs after this episode. What? We've been, we've been saying horrible things I want to know what she's eating. Oh, I think it's like a little <laughs> ham sandwich. Oh, love that. Yeah, they look fine because she has fantastic calves and is wearing a nice big white sock. But if I put those on, I'd look like an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah, me too. I think someone too. described them as footwear that would be appealing to Bigfoot if Mrs. Bigfoot was wearing them. Yeah. You well, know. they look like Bigfoot's foot. Yeah, and they don't suggest anything elegant about what lies beneath. I suppose you have to be elegant to the nth degree. Yeah. To pull off an UGG. To pull off an UGG. That kind of a like platform UGG. So I kind of skipped forward because I said, yeah, they're back now. They're very big. People like Bella Hadid are wearing them. But they kind and of Gigi. also... And Gigi Hadid. Uh, they kind of never went away. But... Also, they did become very passe and it became associated with a real slobbishness that I th- I guess we're kind of describing that scuffed look, the kind of shuffling around. 
But what people say about UGG, and I was reading this on uh, Vogue, <laughs> is that the reason that they've managed to maintain some kind of respect amongst fashion people, it seems like they've kind of strangely kept quite a firm grip on their identity because the price point... So they're about £170 for a pair of Uggs. You which, are kidding me. But... Come off it. Wait for it. She's angry now. I am angry for like that. some fresh crepes. Uh, yeah, but they were fresh crepes. Yeah. Like a pair of New Balance is about that. Well, I don't want to get into an argument, girls, about the cost of everyone's shoes. What I wanted to say was £170. For a boot. In, in, yeah, for no, a but boot. Have you, but look at them. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Is It's a price point where it is neither cheap, but nor is it extremely unreachably expensive I think that is unreachably no, expensive no 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 you've got to think in the scheme of fashion like this is like but they're not fashionable Jelly I need you to be patient okay <laughs> just take a deep breath I need you to just okay. calm down okay. I really need okay, you okay, okay, to okay, calm okay. down I'm putting stay a lid on with it. me okay. stay with me okay. here okay this okay. only works if we're in it together <laughs> okay. Okay. so £170, <laughs> I grant you, is expensive for something that's maybe not going to support you. Mm. Foot-wise, yeah. knee-wise. Or that you don't like. Or that you don't like. But yeah. bear in mind, people who are buying these really like them. Yeah. So it's not £300. It's not that. And as Marika's saying, a lot of shoes are more expensive. Shoes are more expensive generally than a lot, like basically all other clothing items apart from coats shoes and coats the most expensive thing you'll buy yeah I would say yes you can buy cheaper shoes than that no but my, my point is I suppose that really they're just a glorified slipper <laughs> yeah but you could say that of absolutely anything in fashion <laughs> or like, any, what like a jumper <laughs> yeah or you, like there's you no, could there's no function to them but That's you could I'm but, but they do have an outdoor soul but they don't really. People, like, you walk in Ugg boots. You walk a mile in my shoes. You've never had them. I think yeah, I the know, problem is I... you haven't had them and also you don't like them. I don't even not like them, I'm just saying. I think you're being a little obtuse. Okay, <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> obtuse is a very kind word. <laughs> that's fair. Because okay. the point mm-hmm. is, like, mm-hmm. that's just subjective. It's subjective, isn't it? <laughs> mm Jenny, you're such a knob. (laughs) She is out of control. (laughs) The point is, the person making this comment is in the world of fashion and lots of people in fashion, including Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid, consider them... Take Rihanna. To consider them to be like a, a signal that they are wearing something that is trendy or, you know, they wear it and then the rest of the world views it as a Mm. signal that is a trend. That's how fashion works. It's just like one beautiful woman who's very skinny wears something and then the rest of the world wants to buy it. After Bella Hadid went out eating that ham sandwich wearing Y-fronts and her little booties. Ham sandwiches. The the ham sandwiches and miniature Ugg boot, not miniature, mini Ugg boots, were like out of stock instantly. Well, look at bloody Kate Moss and the Hunter Welly. Oh, well, yes. there you go. So the point, and that's a functional boot. Um, <laughs> 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 I guess the point is 
when it sorry I skipped from one thing but when something is 170 pounds that people who are that famous are wearing that is relatively affordable yeah that makes sense compare to it to like a Gucci handbag yeah yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a something that people. It's, it's a something. It's a something <laughs> that is it's within reach for many more people yeah, than yeah. something like a jacket from Prada. Yeah, you're right. So um, they and and something else that was remarked upon is that they they seem to kind of be everything for everyone. So Uggs can simultaneously um, signify that you are with the trends even if we don't all acknowledge that they're fashionable <laughs> um that that you understand what's happening in the world of fashion but they can also signify that you're down to earth and you're not too fussed with your appearance they can kind of look slouchy and easygoing and they can look high fashion depends you know who yeah. you are and how you're wearing them yeah i obviously just thought well they're hideous and kind of laughing at how fickle fashion is and how they were so big mm. you know when we were younger and then they became so passe yeah. and now they're seemingly having a very big moment again and I was like ha 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 how stupid to fall for it and wear something so ugly when it's going to be so passe again in two years Ha, ha, ha. I don't fall for that. But then... We look at Gina's feet. Yeah. <laughs> don't look under the desk. But then I was you know, reading about how actually people wear these things because they're comfortable. Fashions over the years have, have gently been moving towards more comfortable things. So Birkenstocks are another example. Very good parallel, actually, of like comfortable footwear that was originally belonging to a niche and then has just been adopted by fashion and now it's completely standard to wear Birkenstocks and yeah, no one yeah. will think that that's like, oh, you're wearing healthy German shoes. Just everyone wears them. Really, I just got to thinking, am I just Andy from The Devil Wears Prada before her big makeover? What do you mean by I that? Would you like me to expand think, on I that? I like you think about that a lot. What you think I that's think how you that I'm yourself, Andy a lot. Yeah. Is Andy... Um, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't actually think I'm Andy, but do you know what I'm talking about when I say the Cerulean yeah. monologue by Meryl Streep? Yeah. In So basically, I think I might even read an excerpt from it because it's so good. The premise is they're all standing in um, an office and there's a cluster of young, hip fashionistas milling around Meryl Streep trying to style something and it's a pink dress and uh, they've got two different belt options and they're both seemingly almost identical blue belts. And uh, and one of the young assistants is like, oh, which one? Like, this is just so difficult. They're both so different. And Anne Hathaway's character laughs and Meryl Streep turns to her and she goes, is there something funny? I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back. But what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue. It's not turquoise. It's not lapis. It's actually cerulean. You're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns. And then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets? 
And then Cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. Then it filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some clearance bin. However, that blue represents millions of dollars of countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room. Oh, yes. Go off, Meryl Streep. Mm. And Mrs. so Priestley. I kind of basically, I think Uggs are really ugly. And at the same time, I felt how quickly my mind could bend when I was reading about them and people going, oh, they're so comfortable. I wear them because they're so comfortable. Mm. It just wasn't the biggest stretch in the world to see me buying a pair of Uggs. And nothing that we choose in terms of what we're wearing can be, se- look me up and down can, like that. can be separated <laughs> from any of these ridiculous trends. Yeah, like it's absolutely mm. impossible to make something that is true a decision that is truly in isolation from what other people are deciding. And so basically I wanted to retract my uh, snobbish outlook on people enjoying trends while at the same time maintaining that outlook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's a healthy place to land. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about U- UFOs. <laughs> also, they're not called UFOs anymore. They're called UAPs. Oh, I don't like un- unidentified something projectiles. No. Oh, what is it? <laughs> uh, unidentified, correct. Anomalous phenomenon. Oh. Because I think the word object made it feel very much like you're looking for something floating around in the sky. But a lot of it can be explained by kind of like meteorolog- meteorological 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 or sort of like light stuff and you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like an object flying through the sky so they've changed it to so not just spaceships no okay and probably most of the time not spaceships well I'm, but, I'll let you tell me well I like to think well I don't like to think that it is because aliens Thinky. are one of my number one fears yeah but I'm thinking it is. Where do you think that's come from? A teacher made us watch signs in oh. <laughs> an in English lesson. Yeah. Great. Weird. Schooling. <laughs> what book were you reading at the time? Not anything, nothing. It was just, I think, <laughs> getting towards the end of term and it was like, let's watch a movie. Yeah. Mm. We were all like 11. I don't know why we were watching it, but now I'm really, really scared of aliens. Yeah, it was brilliant. But um, it, yes, I just had a similar experience to you, probably at a similar age. Well, then you might find this section a little spooky. <laughs> so, there's been loads spotted of late. It's really ramped up in the last... Oh, God. In the last sort of year, six months. So, there was an article published on the 18th of October. So, you know... Oh, just, recently. Just a few weeks back. Um, from uh, CNN, which says that... The US government received around 800 reports of UAPs since April. You know what? Which the... is up about an extra kind of 300 than normal. I feel like maybe. They're coming. Well, I was more going to say the fact that it's American people. <laughs> <laughs> you think that they're making it up? Not making it up, but I think. <laughs> How do I put this without being cancelled? Um, no, you can't. You must be cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Cancel me. No, I think, I suppose, they're a bit quicker to believe things. 
believe in things. Stupid. Not stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> stupid. But you know. Um. But so are we. Yeah. But Good that's Lord. still. It's not like it's. I mean, they. It's gone up from them. Um, right. So regardless of how many we're seeing at the moment, which is a lot, there have been. You, I'm going to stick with UFOs because UAP sounds like old age pensioners. Yeah. It does, yeah. Um, you, or underage pensioners. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's fraud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there have been UFOs being spotted for, for a very, very long time and written about in not, not I mean, probably Mesopotamia. I didn't go. I didn't. Oh yeah, delve. I reckon in Mesopotamia they thought everything was a, a UAP. <laughs> no, but there was less stuff to think was a UAP. But there's all these things what about um, ancient astronauts and the whole theories about how the pyramids got built and Stonehenge is that it wasn't some clever, clever like let's get you know forty people on some wheelie logs pulling things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, this is Ugg boots. Uh, <laughs> pulling stuff, you know, in ways that humans it would be very, very difficult, and that they actually had a bit of outside help. Oh, come off it! No, no, but it's really interesting. Um, I'm not saying that this is what I think, but it's very there's because there's like engravings and stuff that have these like objects in the sky and and different kind of like beings in them and it's whether how like blurry that line is between like religion and yeah, then potentially yeah. what was also maybe a reality like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago because yeah. you had civilizations that became incredibly advanced and then were destroyed um and there's a lot of chat about a like aliens but that's aliens not ufos but anyway i just kind of vaguely clicked on that today and was yeah. like oh my god massive rabbit hole that I will be going down yeah I mean I don't Tomorrow. think it's it's likely that there are well so all of the all of the scientists <laughs> <laughs> there's one in the room with us I'm so sorry it's what's right. your name, your name. And where do you come from <laughs> sorry about that all the sort of like governmenty people who deal with UFO stuff say it's like 99.99999% likely that like there are something else is out there oh yeah I think that's a hundred percent but it's more like that they've also probably have had a access into our atmosphere wow. it would be so much madder if there wasn't something else out there yeah. than if there that was that would be insane Agreed, yeah. Agreed, that would yeah. be completely insane yeah and obviously we can't think that we're the most advanced creatures in the universe no in terms of like we can't get there in light years or whatever someone else can yeah maybe yeah. Anyway, so going back lots of times, I got I picked a few lots of times. <laughs> going back lots of times, time upon time. Went back ten years. Then to another. the days of your. <laughs> to the days of beyond pre your pre your sorry. Um, I found a couple that I just thought might whet our appetites to get into the spooky season. During the reign of Emperor Renzong in China, which was ten twenty two to ten sixty three. Is that how you say it? Or is it like 1,000 and... Uh, let's go... Yeah, 1066. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the Battle of Hastings. Hastings. Yeah. 1066. It is. Uh, so <laughs> somewhere between 1022 and 1063. Almost the Battle of Hastings. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> the Battle of Hastings. <laughs> there was an account that was taken down by a Chinese scholar at the time slash inventor um, where... 
an object as bright as a pearl occasionally hovered over... Oh, no, my God, you know what I've done? <laughs> what? I put a little line in the actual description of the thing because I was going to print off the description and just highlight the bits. I don't have the description of the thing. What I remember from it is <laughs> it was this thing... Now who's stupid. Stupid. <laughs> like, it, this thing was hovering. This is from my memory. And it, like, opened up and there was something like a, a, a pearl inside that blasted out a light that was so bright that it would cast shadows from trees for 10 miles radius. Wow. And it frequented the area so much so that they started building, like, monuments to it and stuff. But no one knew what it was. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, it is odd. And long time ago. Yeah. There was another one in uh, 1561. Anything happening around then? Uh, is it the... After the Renaissance? After the Battle of Hastings? It's, it's 400 years after the Battle of Hastings. <laughs> um, so over the German city of Nuremberg, there was like an aerial battle took place, which everyone was very confused by. And there were sort of like black dancing orbs, like erratically moving in the sky and like cylinders. I'm hearing disco. <laughs> I'm hearing Mirable. I'm hearing yeah. the birth of disco. Yeah. Well... Okay. Potentially. Well, there is there is potentially something for this one. But so all these different shapes were dancing around and moving very strangely. Um, and then there was a big, dark, like, arrowhead shape underneath them, which sounds like some kind of... The Batman! Like a jet or the Batmobile. <laughs> but there potentially could be an explanation because a year before this happened, Europe's first book on metallurgy, which is like the science behind the like chemical reactions of metals um, had been published called Dilla Pyrotechnica and obviously it had lots of recipes ah. for making rockets etc in it and somebody might have just got a bit funky on the rocket making okay yeah. so when you say rockets are we thinking like kind of almost fireworkies yes like fireworkies yeah. And if you'd never seen one before, oh God, yeah. it would look absolutely bananas. And then it, apparently there was lots of smoke and everything kind of like dispersed into a big cloud of smoke, like a big crash. Oh, yes. In Japan, in 1803, fishermen spotted a strange vessel floating off the east coast of Japan, um, which resembled a rice cooking pot. So it was kind of like a covered boat, not like a boat, as in like more a like pod. a... Like a pod. Like a pod, yeah, with a thickened rim around the middle mm-hmm. can you kind of picture that yeah, yeah. I can it's a little it. flying sorcery not gonna lie yeah um and it was coated with black paint and had windows around the top panels that were made out of like some kind of crystal submarine this could be a war, a war submarine yeah well carry on listening to me <laughs> let's say carry on fairly loosely um the lower part of the boat was protected uh, protected by metal plates and inside was a woman around 20 years old who was just under five foot with long red hair and she was clutching a box which no one was allowed to touch. <gasps> well, where's and the... there was all a strange language written on the inside of the thingy. And, this and she couldn't Japan. speak the language. She couldn't speak Japanese. But also she could have just come from another country. Yeah. Just floated across. In what? But insane. In the, she's in the pod. She's flo- isn't she just floating around in the pod? She's though? floating in the pod. So, Hang on a but sec. the pod could have, in theory, landed from space. It could have. Very strange. Yeah. yeah just like a... Sp- weird spooky one yeah and this box she wouldn't let anyone touch that was like pearlescent Pandora (gasps) but yeah so most of the time what we traditionally think of with UFOs and like little blips in fuzzy grainy black and white pictures of something floating in the sky etc and they can oft 
be attributed to it's mainly sort of like stuff like those like all the different kind of balloons there's like research balloons spy balloons which obviously happened fairly recently what's a spy balloon oh we shot down that yeah we did chinese spy balloon and it is just a big shiny balloon yeah and it got shot down because it was getting a little too close for comfort interesting but so stuff like that obviously can be very much like misunderstood or particularly in these areas and it's often around like military flight bases yeah like area 51 yeah 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 which is where and i again also mainly kind of a little bit more time ago where people weren't maybe so privy to things that were going on but they would be testing out like new kinds of like spy aircraft and things like that that would be flying much higher than other planes you'd normally see there'd be different colors there'd be different shapes and obviously that would look baffling Mm. and often people those areas suddenly become these like hotbeds of ufos but it kind of seems fairly reasonable as to why Mm. unless (laughs) those bases are also which they oftentimes are researching ufos as well Mm. which is also kind of interesting because obviously there was the big old Roswell thingy. Now what's that? Where in Roswell, which is in New Mexico, in 1947, uh, someone found okay, a... so a few after the Second World War. <laughs> yes, after the Second yeah. World War. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, someone found sort of UFO type debris. Debris. Here comes Nigel with debris. Yeah. <laughs> um on the ground and they basically took it to the Roswell Army Airfield who inspected it and then the flying disc is how they described it and they sent it to higher headquarters who then claimed that the disc was just a weather balloon. Anyway, they basically said it was a weather balloon and then lastly then said that's that was a lie and that it was actually something they were using to te- for like surveillance for nuclear stuff um, with the Soviets. So they'd already lied about it. And then that also spawned like a bazillion conspiracy theories about Roswell. But maybe they hadn't lied and then they lied to say, to protect what they were talking about. Maybe the weather really was important. Yeah, maybe. Um, Mm, Okay, yeah. But. (laughs) I like that. Basically, Mm. a bunch of UFO (laughs) researchers believe that some of the crash materials were sent over to uh, Wright Field in Ohio, which is another sort of like military base and stored in somewhere called Hangar 18. So if you go, like the thing with this subject is it's so broad and there's so many rabbit holes. And I would say any kind of like names like that I'm mentioning, very fun to just Google. So like Google Hangar 18, you'll find a loads of shit. And that was this whole area was apparently ground zero for government investigation into UFOs between 1951 and 1969 called Project Blue Book. So that was like this was happening. Mm. So apparently these remains got sent over there and one pilot told his wife, also this, so then it's just like someone's random (laughs) thing, but he told his wife that he flew a plane loaded with all this stuff along with several small alien bodies from Roswell to Wright Field to this place. And someone else said he claimed that he had seen a living alien at Wright Field in 1947 and said the military destroyed it by conducting too many tests on it. Oh, that's awful. And there are there are there are more like in inverted commas eyewitness accounts from that place during Project Blue Book um, about like people seeing autopsies being done on like strange bodies, oh. creatures' bodies, and things like that. Eesh. They're coming for us. I think <laughs> that whatever we get, we we kind of deserve, don't we? Yes, I agree with that. I just I, no, I, I don't agree with that. 
Why? Because <laughs> we've. If it's, it's not, I get it. We've if it's had like our fun. If, if we've been prodding and and doing so many tests on them that they die, we're probably due. A, but they, they might have been doing that to us this whole time as well. You don't know. Yeah, that's fair. As in, but you just don't know. So, yeah. like, I don't think it's a fair comment. I guess what I mean. I just don't want to be I'm abducted not, and probed. I'm not saying no. it in and relation. I haven't done it to anyone. No, I'm. I'm, I'm not saying it because a of smear test is bad whether we. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whether we may or may not have prodded aliens ourselves, I mean more just like as humans conduct themselves, we haven't behaved that well as a race. I know, no. but as an alien doesn't. I get it if you're talking about the trees fighting back, or like whales, but like aliens, they don't what, even the live country? here. So fuck them. Yeah, whales. Yeah, but maybe they did, Marie, and maybe we've booted them off. Like we have a little bit of a history of doing this, the British. Yeah, but when I was talking about ancient <laughs> astronauts a minute ago, you were saying no way, you didn't think that existed. Was I? But I'm just saying I don't know if I would necessarily trust an alien not to try and do experiments on me. And I don't think it would be fair if they did. <laughs> I know, but see, you're going into it already with a... We, we must welcome them. I don't know, man. <laughs> They're what so would you, okay, scary. If an alien, but we don't know that. If they are, yeah, there. I know. But if, yeah, I guess. If an alien was coming to meet us now, or oh we were God. going to meet one, <laughs> yeah, but, what would you give it as a present, as a sort of peace offering? The chucky. Yeah, but what, like, bag of crisps. Bag of crisps. Just. What about some Ugg boots? There you go. They yeah. would like that on their little slippery the, skin. A yeah. lovely landing on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Pop your feet in those, love. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> Sorted. I'll bring you a shortbread. Oh, blow on that cup of tea. It's hot. Yeah. There you go. That's what we need to do when they get here. Yeah. Mm. I've got quite an intense abduction story. Oh, God. Well, it's not like... it's No, no, no. It's, 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 it's cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the story of uh, Barney and Betty Hill. <laughs> All right. So... At about 10.30pm on September the 19th, 1961, the Hills were driving back to New Hampshire from a little holiday in the Hills Niagara Falls. <laughs> from Niagara Falls. Yeah. Spooky. Betty mm. noticed a bright point of light in the sky. She thought it was a falling star, but it started to grow bigger and brighter and move erratically. Spooky. Um, so they stopped the car to get a closer look and also to walk the dog. And Betty has a look through some binoculars and observes an odd-shaped craft with flashing lights travel across the face of the moon. Uh, Barney thinks it's a plane until it rapidly descends in that direction um, without, like, without tur- like turning properly. You know, if, you, if a plane was turning, you'd see it kind of yeah, coming yeah. around. Yeah. It just basically, like, juts the other way. Mm-hmm. They get back in the car and they continue driving slowly so that they can kind of observe this strange object that is getting closer and it's kind of flitting around a lot above them um, and then it descends and hovers about 80 feet above their car which has now stopped and it's completely silent and it's big enough that their whole windscreen is kind of taken up with this like vast thing above them Um, so Barney gets the the binos out um, and points them at the craft (laughs) and sees eight to 11 humanoid figures peering out of the windows looking at him. And all but one move kind of through the craft, like out of the view of the windows, except for one that just continues staring at him. Oh God. To be clear, for all my, we should be welcoming. I'd be shitting myself. Oh yeah, poops poops to doops, yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. 
They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. I've pooped my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you well. I've just shat myself. (laughs) So the one that's staring at him through the window communicates a message that says, stay where you are and keep looking. Barney hears this whilst looking at this thing. From from, staring at him from the ground. Oh, golly. Um, Bear with me. It'll make more sense later on. And he has a recollection of them. This is also quite funny, this bit, because it sounds really camp. He has a recollection of them wearing black uniforms and caps. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they were were somehow not human, is how he also describes it. Um, And then basically both of them can't remember anything until Mm -hmm. they're driving home. Right. Um, But when they get back, they're both doing some fairly weird things. So they get home and Betty's insisting that their luggage stays by the back door and doesn't come into the main bit of the house. She doesn't want it anywhere in the throng of everything. Um, Their watches never work again from that point on. That's weird. Um, The leather strap on the binoculars is completely torn and broken. The toes on Barney's shoes were scraped and scuffed. Barney felt compelled to examine his genitals in the bathroom. Ooh. But maybe he did do that every night. And Betty's dress was torn in multiple places and there was a pinkish powder on it. Um, and then there were shiny concentric circles on their car's trunk. And if you got close to it with a compass, the needle would start spinning around and then it would drop when you took it away. Very weird. That is weird. Then Betty starts to have these very vivid dreams in the wake of this event. And she has one where there's a, there's a kind of recurring dream where a group of men surround their car and she loses consciousness and then she kind of comes round and she's being forced by two small men to walk into a forest at night and Barney's walking behind her in a trance-like state and she's calling out to him but he won't respond. The men are around five feet tall. It's felt like nearly human but they have very dark eyes, prominent noses and kind of bluish coloured lips and slightly grey skin. So the two of them basically are very... This is in her dream. Um, they're very like perplexed by this and obviously they're kind of freaked out that something has happened, they can't remember it, so they go and have hypnosis. And during Barney's session, um, he reports that his binocular strap had broken because he was running, trying, trying to run back to the car from the UFO. And then he recalls driving away but felt ir- irresistibly compelled to pull off the road and drive into the woods where he eventually sights six men standing on a dirt road and the car stalls and three of the men approach the car. So it's very similar to her dream. And his description of the men, men in inverted commas, aligns completely with hers. This is under hypnosis, Mm. so it's not your conscious brain talking. Um, The being stared into his eyes, um, which seemed to be a very scarring thing for him because he, he kept talking about these eyes. And he says, I saw two eyes coming close to mine and I felt like the eyes had pushed into my eyes all I see are these eyes. I'm not even afraid that they're not connected to a body. They're just here up close to mine, pressing against my eyes, Eesh. which is horrible. Um, and then Betty under hypnosis reports a conversation with the leader of this crew in English. And Barney under hypnosis says that he heard them speaking in a mumbling language that he did not understand, which is That's very weird. Creepy. So Betty's an alien. No, well, so basically... It's more that um, the idea of something perhaps being communicated like telepathically as opposed to... Yeah. So she was kind of... They were both under some kind of brain-altering hypnosis from the perceived aliens. Yeah. Um, But basically, both the memories that they had under hypnosis were 
pretty much like 90% aligned with each other's. But they hadn't shared them with each other. No, and also even if you had, that's not, it's not really relevant anyway, because it's like a deeper level of consciousness. It's not, you can't like lie about something because you're not actively picking something. It's to go back into like, um, it was to go back into the time which they just couldn't remember. Yeah. Which is very, 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 very creepy. But then after Barney died, and he died quite young, he was only 47, oh. um, Betty kind of went like ham on the UFO stuff and like lost loads of credibility because she just like got really obsessed with it and joined all of these. Well, you would. UFO, like, I know, yeah, I feel like you'd be kind of searching for something. You must be, regardless of whatever that was. It's a traumatic event. It's at the very, very traumatic. Best. Yeah. Yeah. But also fucking weird. Yeah, so weird. Mm. And spooky. Very. What happened it to the 1961? Well, they just been nothing to... about the dog, and I did try to find. Weird. Yeah, it's a bit of a tease that mention, isn't it? I know because then you're going to think the dog is in. The on dog it. is in on it. Or I'm like knows. thinking they took the dog. I'm Maybe they took the dog. I'm taking the dog. For my you, well, Gina suggested a good you, and I'm doing it, and it's urban. Legends. Oh. What? Urban myths. I thought it was urban myths. Same thing, Same really. Thing, right? So, basically, the the definition is a humorous or horrific story or piece of information circulated as though true, especially one purporting to involve someone vaguely related or known to the teller. So that's a lot of the ones that I've looked at. Yeah. But then there are ones that are more like folklore like the bloody Loch Ness monster is really an urban myth. <laughs> I'm going to say I think urban myths and urban legends are exactly the same thing. Yeah, I guess because maybe it's just sometimes sometimes they're like my friend's sister's boyfriend's mum. So. I always just because they're called, because they're urban, I just always think it's that as opposed to like the Loch Ness monster. That's yeah. folklore. Yeah, but then when I was Googling it, a lot of the ones, a lot of the ones that came up were like... You know, like the licked hand where the girl's in her bed yeah. and then she thinks, she thinks it's, it's her a dog. dog. Yeah. yeah, like that was being categorised under urban legend. Yeah. But quite a lot of them sort of start start as like my mum's sister, blah. I know I keep using that reference, but and then make their way in. Like, for example, I bet that you've heard the one about the woman, which which I heard when I was at school and it was sort of said to me as though it was like someone that someone vaguely knew's mum had a pet snake? Don't know this. <laughs> no, I don't know this Okay, yeah. And that and the, um, she like really loved this snake a lot. And it would sleep in her bed with her, but every night she'd wake up and the snake would be like stiff as a board next to her in the morning. And she was like, what the hell is going on? This is weird. Like, I hope my snake's okay. And they had like a really nice time. They were like hanging out. She was really close with the snake. And then she took it to a pet shop no, she took it to a vet and then, but then, so I, yeah, she took it or pet shop or a vet or something that I can't remember the exact details and was like, this really strange thing is happening to my oh. snake. Uh, I'm, I, we, like, I'm waking up with it like completely stiff, stretched out next to me and the guy was like, yeah, you need to stop doing that immediately. It's sizing you up to see how big you are. So whether or not, whether it can like eat you basically. And I remember hearing that one as like a thing of like someone who's someone who's someone who's mum. And then I was talking to someone I know who's American and she was like, yeah, I've heard that one too. So that one's made its way. That's a bizarre story, 
because this woman needs to stop sleeping with a fucking snake in her Yeah, that's the weirdest bit. Start. Yeah, like that's just, <laughs> but might as well just do, end it there. People do do stuff like that. Do-do. Do-do. And the one about the woman brushing her, the woman who got bit by a spider and then she was brushing her hair and she got she had like a big lump that kept growing on the back of her head and she was brushing her hair and she knocked the lump and all the spider's eggs came out of it. Did you get that oh, one? No. Can I just, can we just uh, Wind back. rewind for a second? Do we know... If snakes actually, is that actually something that they do? Yeah. yeah so it they is. go stiff as a board. Yeah. And they size up their prey. Ugh. Ugh, you. You've yeah. got to check it can fit in their long, long tummy. Exactly that, Marika. I do it too. <laughs> lying oh, what next to your sausage. Lying, lying next to this bag of chi- chips. <laughs> Sheeps. But I suppose, well, okay, so I suppose before I launch into some that either I remember or that people have told me, the most of them that I can remember were from around being at school. Yeah. Were there any... You two were at school together as well, so that's an even bigger boon. Uh, but in different years, were there any particular ones that were flying around the halls? I've got one that someone in Marika's year group told me happened to his sister. <laughs> this is oh. perfect. So the story goes that this person's <laughs> sister or sister's friend had a newish boyfriend, goes over to the boyfriend's to meet the family for the first time when they arrive at the house for dinner one thing that's mentioned fairly early on is oh by the way the upstairs loo it's always to do with the loo man <laughs> everyone that i looked at is to do with sex or the loo that's life yeah actually <laughs> sorry anyway carry on sex Gina. and loos they're told as they arrive at the house just don't don't go use the upstairs loo the flush isn't working they're all having a um Dinner. <laughs> They're all having dinner. And lunch. Lunch. Yeah, lunch. Definitely. Daylight. Lunch. Daylight. Daylight. They're having lunch. And halfway through the meal, this young lassie thinks to herself, uh oh, I need to do a poo. But obviously, it being lunch, her needing to do a poo doesn't want to do it near the lunch table. So thinks, I'll just nip upstairs and do a poo as far as possible from the lunch table. Starts trying to flush this poo. It's not going anywhere. Panic sets in. This is when you start making rash decisions. I've heard this, this one. Girl so I really I know where you're going. Is alleged to have lifted the poo out of the toilet carefully using toilet paper, I imagine. Really tricky, because that stuff is thin. Your contact I'm thinking water. you've got a serious wad on your hands to try and <laughs> you've got a wad go. on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Scoops out the shit, flings it out the window, doesn't think anything more of it returns downstairs to the lunch table to find everyone at the dining table, which is located in a conservatory. I've heard this Looking one. up at the roof at a shit <laughs> that has splattered all over the glass. Yeah. I wish it were true. I think that one made its way to my school, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's not true, is it? But it's amazing how much, how far they travel. So yeah, all of them... So many of them. So one that that Chloe told me that who who was at school with you two. Yeah. But you, so you might know this. I think she said again it was like a sister's friend or something had gone on a date with a guy, and um had had a really nice time. Blah blah. blah. She's gone back to the guy's house, and that stayed over. And then the next morning he'd been like, "You just let yourself out." whenever like the door will just slam behind you so I've got to go to work so you 
chill and then whatever. And she was like, great, 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 great. And then went to the loo and had a similar problem. Couldn't, couldn't flush her poo down the loo or whatever. So she scooped it out into a plastic bag and was like, okay, great. Now I'm going to leave and went to write him a note and was like, thank you so much. Like, had a great time would love to see you again and put it on the table and then went out of the house and the door slams not behind her and she realized she's left the poo on the table next to the note <laughs> i mean it's ghastly but yeah that i've heard that from I've so many different sources but do you remember that three or no probably way more years ago now there was a genuine story in the news kind of along these lines of a girl who on a date had done a poo that wouldn't flush she threw it out of the window and it had gone down it was kind of a one of those big window door balcony yeah, type things with it. glass that was quite fitted close together and the poo had <laughs> gone down between the glass the girl had then reached out to try <gasps> to retrieve the poo from whence it landed and uh ended up getting stuck herself in the window. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, yeah. and uh, you know, the, yeah, the guy had to, she had to scream for help. At this point, the date had to come in and help her. Oh, you'd just be so So that one is That's true. real, yeah. That one, that I remember the morning it was in the news, I got sent that story by two ex-lovers who I hadn't heard from <laughs> In probably like over a year and a half, either of them, and both were just like, had to send you this. <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to be asking you if it was you. <laughs> no, because I think there's a picture of the girl in the okay, story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just thought, I really understood who I was in that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot, I suppose. Yeah, I, I do, if you don't want to hear much about poo related things and also some quite gross sex stuff probably tune out now mother i think i think it's point, our listeners are probably they're in they're in they're in one they're in one yeah <laughs> a big poo storm oh i have got another one. Oh, please but i can please. save it no 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 please honestly this is what this section is for i just want to hear okay so i heard this i think this was from my brother and at the time i feel like he said it was someone at his school so we're going back away and uh, it was about a girl who was in a relationship but had potentially something a little odd going on downstairs oh, yeah. and so went to the STI clinic just for a, an overall checkup and uh, a couple of weeks later gets a call from the doctor saying oh we've got your results back please can you come in to see us you... do you know this one yeah. and at that point you know it's not good don't you because if you need to go in to get your results then they're probably not the best so she goes in and they tell her that she's got something don't know what it don't know what it is don't know what it's called and they say that what she has can only be transmitted oh, no. by having sex with animals oh, or dead no. people oh I have heard yeah. this one <laughs> and her boyfriend worked in a morgue I have yes. heard this one Fuck. it made me feel very sick when I first heard it because I of course believed it 100% That's yeah horrible. I believed that one I was like oh my god but I just don't think it's true <laughs> I've heard I heard that I've heard that one in the last three years someone's told me that as, oh wow yeah yeah that one's come to me that wasn't a school one 
That's the thing I find odd is that when you do hear these, because I mean, how many times I've heard that poo in the bag one, when people tell it to you as if it's a real story, I was like, oh. But where do they come from? Bless you and your cotton socks. Someone very clever. So do you think someone just made it up? Yeah. There might be a world where something and very far removed similarities happened. happened. Also, why is it always girls? Sorry, but... It's it's always something embarrassing happening to women. Mm. And I'm sick of it. I don't know. It is. I feel like... All the ones that I've ever come across are embarrassing loo or sex stories. Well, maybe women need to stop embarrassing themselves. (laughs) That's true. No, but a lot of the time I feel like it's also like men being... Like the morgue one, it's like the the guy being Yeah, that's true. And actually I've got another awful one about a boy. So I take it back. The heart attack guy, that was a good one. Oh yeah, he's still alive and kicking. Exactly, but there's quite a lot about people. Yeah, well, what was it that he he was dead? He had a heart attack. That's <laughs> Go the on. point. Tell us the story. Yeah. The heart attack guy. And the, uh, was it Neil? Neil. Yeah. Neil. Oh, I can't remember what's. Oh, name. what Buchanan? that heart attack yeah. that he had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That I remember believing that for a long time. There's the whole weird. I suppose the, maybe that's slightly more conspiracy theory, but about Avril Lavigne being dead. <laughs> Oh yeah, that a, definitely that tips into conspiracy. I'd say. And having a body double, that uh, one was doing the rounds for a long time. <laughs> yes, the Frosties boy. Yeah, what that he killed himself because yeah. he got so badly bullied by the "They're Gonna Taste Great" yeah. advert. I believed that for years. Yeah, and it just wasn't true. I've told so many people that. Mm. My my brother is responsible for half the ones that I know. My oldest brother told me as well that someone on "Get Your Own Back" drowned in the gunge. Yeah. That wasn't true. I've told so many people that story. But what is it that makes us spread these stories? What do we feel? Why do we feel so important Compelled. telling them? Yeah. Maybe it's They're just horrific. a feeling of how... They, yeah, there's something quite horrific about most of them. And shock factor. Shock factor, yeah. So when I... Because I asked quite a lot of people for for the ones that they sort of stuck out at them. And the one that seemed to come up the most, which was definitely something we heard at our school... But I asked lots of people from various, like lots of different, and this is one of the ones that has also made its way, made it, made it, made its way to uh, to a, it was a, a, an American high school story as well about the couple that were experimenting with like food, food sex play. Did you do this one? Get to you two, and for some reason it was it's tuna, and she puts tuna in there. In her, in, in her vagina, for him, I guess. Well, that's, but, well, they're already deserving of anything that comes. A bad, head. bad. I don't know why. Every, every, every on everyone, everyone that I asked as well, it was tuna. That was the. That it was, was a sort of obsession with fish and vaginas, um, <laughs> like at school, I think. Yeah. Continue. So she puts tuna <laughs> in her hooch. Yeah, they're having for him. Is as, as as like kind of like a luby. Oh, what? He's there, but it's tuna. flaky. No, I think it's maybe like tuna mayo. Oh, what? <laughs> and he's what? Maybe pounding it's tuna, this tuna in. in sunflower oil. In maybe, rather yeah. than brine. Brine would be very not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. I mean, none of it's fun. Squeaky. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some of it gets left in there, and like a week later, she's got does. fucking maggots coming out of her. Hooch. Oh bullshit! Yeah, that was that. Was... Tuna doesn't create maggots. You have to have a fly flying up your vagina, <laughs> laying eggs, and leaving. 
Oh, fuck off. Oh, she doesn't <laughs> like this one. She well, doesn't such like this bull- one. That doesn't even make any sense. Okay, well, that one's made its way across the pond. <laughs> that is nuts. I think I'm pretty sure that one... Actually, maybe it didn't start I see here, your but... point, though. I mean, even though it wasn't right by your own admission, but that a lot of them seem to be centred around female shame. Yeah, yeah. totally. Although, oh, so, this is, oh. so this is another one. It's, it's also to do with the woman being, it, it's not f- fair. Well, anyway, but so, so fair. it's not nice it's not for the fair. woman. But someone told Addie that her, and and this is, so this is an American person. And they said that her friends, this person told her that her friend's friend was at Michigan State Uni and Addie was at Michigan Uni. So it's like that classic thing of, same same vibe, but slightly diff- separated. So it's really hard to check whether it's true. And their friend was going abroad to Spain. But I've heard a version of this. In fact, you told a sort of version of this once on the podcast already. But anyway, oh. her friend's friend was going abroad to Spain, and she was going. Uh, she's going out. She's not like a big party animal, but she she's she's like I'm in Spain. I should be going out, making the most tapas. Of my life. She's having some tapas. Tuna mayo. Tuna mayo. <laughs> Patatas bravas. Huevos rancheros. Carry on. <laughs> she, meets, she meets this guy. Yeah. She's out. She's out. This guy. She's having a dance. She meets this guy. Uh, he's really lovely and they're dancing and she's like, fuck it. You know what? I don't normally do this, but because I'm out and about in Spain, <laughs> um, she's like, I'm going to go home with this guy. And push my boundaries a little bit so they do that they go home together and he's like you know what i want to give you a leg massage because you've been dancing all night is this ringing any bells this is ringing bells <laughs> interesting okay um this was me <laughs> does sound like something. i have had potato brothers <laughs> <laughs> so she leg massage. he's like i want to give you a leg massage we've been dancing all night you know, Weird. you might you might have sore legs. I don't trust this man one well, bit. So he gives her an amazing leg massage, and it's very sensual. She's really into him, Ugh. and this is not these are not my words. They seem to be <laughs> from given my slight on American people earlier, but she's used to shitty American guys, okay, um, who want to pump and dump also not my oh words. God. not my words none, none of this is my words I've never heard pump and dump have you not I don't no, like I it yeah. you've not heard pump and dump it's horrible it's I, I, absolutely vile then her phone rings and her roommate oh god uh, has lost her keys lost her legs <laughs> lost her roommate's lost her legs well funny you should say yeah yeah okay uh, her roommate has lost her keys and is like babe I need you to come home and let me in. So she's like, shit, I've got to go home and let my roommate in. She's really gutted about it. She's really liking this guy, this leg massage. Um, She goes home, lets her roommate in, goes to bed, wakes up the next day and she cannot get out of bed. She is stuck in the bed. She tries to get out. She falls flat on the floor and she's like, what the fuck has happened to me? Um, And her roommate takes her to hospital and they test her for like nerve damage and all this kind of shit. And they're like, why can't you walk? And then, they, and then the doctors, all the tests come back saying she's absolutely fine in that department. And the doctor's like, okay, what has, what have you been doing in the last like 24, 48 hours? What's patatas bravas, tortilla, <laughs> huevos rancheros? <laughs> um, has there been a change? Like, has there been anything that you can pinpoint? <laughs> and she says, 
yes, well, funny you should say, I was dancing a lot and then I met this guy and he gave me a really sensual, sensual? Sensual leg massage, explains about what happened. They test her skin and it turns out that she tests positive for some kind of like batshit meat tenderizer that uh, he had put on her legs so her muscles were like forcibly relaxed and she couldn't engage her muscles in any way. They gave... They, the doctor's like, this is fucked. They give um, his address to the police and the police go round and they find three half-eaten women in his closet. Ah. Oh. Now, I'm just thinking, first and foremost, doesn't he need to get some kind of a walk-in fridge? <laughs> walk-in fridge? Well, he can't, yeah. I, three three half-eaten. Half she would have smelt that. Talk about okay, more biting off freezer. more than you can chew. Oh. Oof, meat tenderizer. Yeah, fucking grim. I've also got the one that Cordy told me. Cordy's one was that she, she said that someone, a, a, like a family friend or something, came to dinner and told this story. But then she also found it on a, on a forum. Oh, fuck. So, that's so, um, but it was a camper van forum, and you'll understand why that's relevant in just a second. <laughs> because a family... We're, were in a camper van. We're in a camper van, and they were going on holiday with Granny. Granny was there. And they get to... Uh, they're going to France, and they get to the ferry crossing in the ferry and they realise they get there and she's granny hasn't got her passport. They're just like, let's let's pop her in the in the loo of the camper van and cover up with loads of towels and they probably won't notice her. So they get through and then when they get into France although why would they wait that long? Yeah. Anyway, they they get into France and they're like, Okay granny, it's safe to come out now. Um and granny is dead on the loo. Granny's had a heart attack on the loo. Uh, so now they're in France with the dead, with their dead grandmother, in the bathroom, and they, it all this is all in the camper van. They get they're like wondering what to do because they're like, oh my god, Granny's dead, but also we've now got like a we've smuggled a dead body into France, and then in Cordy's version, they don't know what to do. They're really freaked about it, and then they go to the police eventually, and or, or to like the British embassy in France or something, and like this has happened. They park the camper van in the car park and then they come back out with the police and the camper van's been stolen <gasps> and so their grandmother's body is gone oh dear but then when i then when i looked at it and it is on a camp it's on it's like a camper van forum site where they're talking about this and the story's slightly different and actually they whilst they were deciding what to do they'd parked in a campsite in the van and then they'd gone to get a drink in the local bar and then when they'd come back it was stolen and the van and the body have never been found but imagine that that'd be awful that's horrible. absolutely horrible yeah that's someone's grandma in there but also that's someone's camper van <laughs> but then this this one is one that someone sent in to the podcast account oh this person said michael jackson but i remember hearing it was marilyn manson taking out one of his ribs so he could give himself a blowjob that is, yeah. yeah i heard marilyn manson as well okay this is the one that made me gasp when i read it so this person has sent in, thank you for sending it in, a story which is just fucking freaky. They say, hey-ho, Ouija board story. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Which always, it's felt so weirdly that I find it hard to say. Ouija. So this isn't so an this, urban myth. No, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's... Because it, we, might, we might start it. Well, okay. Right here. So this is this is real horse's mouth kind of stuff. 
While my uncle was at boarding school, him and his friends broke into the church tower to play with a Ouija board. This was early 70s, so was like playing edgy scrabble. Uncle didn't get involved, staunch Catholic family, but his four mates asked the board when they would die. The board said within the year, and they all did. Two in separate car crashes and one in a motorcycle accident and the last of septicemia while abroad. The most chilling part of the whole thing is that one of the monks who'd patrolled the dorms to, in, in quote, quotation marks, make sure the boys were asleep, gross, especially because this was... The, this was the downside where all of the monks have since been found to be pedos, said that all the boys were sound asleep but all had streams of tears running down their faces. Said uncle moved out of the country, doesn't talk about the past and is practising Buddhism in his retirement. And then, might be a bit dark, exclamation mark. (laughs) Whoa. That's insane. And very scary. And sad. Awful. Oh my God, yeah, this one was also weird. So someone sent in one saying, have you ever heard of skinwalkers? Which when I was Googling, I did come across. They're a Native American legend here in the US. Never say the word out loud. (gasps) No, what the fuck? Because apparently it draws them to you. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a crafty little plant from whoever sent that. Yeah, who sent that? This is a skinwalker that sent it in. Jenny, stop saying it. Again. Should I... Anyway, my twin sister and I have encountered a mm-hmm twice. Mm-hmms are shapeshifters that can take on the physical form of people or animals, and they can also take on the voice as well. Very creepy. The first instance was outside, was outside our house. It took on the voices of our two dogs. What? What, like barking? <laughs> it sounded like they were screaming for us outside, but when we were going to go out and look, I found they had already gone to bed. The second time, it was worse because it took on my voice. My sisters told me they heard me screaming outside. No one was out there. I don't like that word. We got some other good ones, which I haven't read out, and I do apologise. I think but... we've had a good smattering. Yeah, also, if there's any of those spooky guys still left over that everyone so kindly sent in, Yeah, yeah. we can save those up for some spooky time. Yeah, keep sending them in. Because we love they're... a little spooky tori- story. We do. Term. and yeah. Spooky tori. It's been <laughs> fucking everywhere. <laughs> we do not love a spooky tori. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, please please send us any, or ones that were going around your school or anything like that, yeah. we'd, we'd like to hear. And if, if you heard any of the ones that we've been talking about, let us know because uh, it's just funny how far and wide they spread. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our latest episode of A is 4. And if you join us next week, we'll be doing a very special Christmas special. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Follow us on Instagram at A is 4.